generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. She see money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. And today we've got a very special guest because I'm joined by Olivia McGann from Zero, the head of operations. Now, Zero, one of the softwares that has changed my life and made it a lot better. So I'm keen to discuss what you guys have been up to and what you've got coming up and how people could be using the software uh, better and then get to know you a little bit more as well. So we'll start there. Welcome. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your role entails at Zero? Yeah, sure. So at Zero, I head the, um, as you said, operations team for New Zealand. And what that means is essentially taking our go-to-market team through an operating plan for the year and holding them all accountable to make sure that we achieve uh, what it is that we've set our eye on for any particular financial year. Nice. I imagine that's a pretty big team. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think there's about 50 of us now. Yeah. Wow. So it is It is relatively big and um, mainly made up of, you know, account managers and marketing. It keeps me busy for sure. Yeah. It's scaling <laughs> all over the world, Zero, these days. Sure is. Making yeah. us global, which is a really interesting challenge in itself. It's great. And I hear that you may be one of us. Oh, yes. An accountant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. So before starting at Zero, and I've had a couple of different roles at Zero. So I joined Zero about six six years ago and started off being in the education space. I was really passionate about um, teaching and learning and help building um, or decreasing the gap of financial literacy for a lot of small businesses. So I started off in education but came from accounting background. Once I got my CA, I didn't stay long yeah. <laughs> in the accounting industry. Um, but yeah, that's most, where I started out. Most people get their CA and head off overseas. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I didn't. I just tried to, a different avenue for sure. Yeah. And how have you seen that develop over time with your time at Zero in terms of people being able to learn more about financial literacy of business because of the access they now have to numbers? Yeah, I think it's still a huge challenge. Like I still think that there's a huge gap in, in financial literacy. Um, I think that people and small business owners believe that they don't necessarily need to know their numbers, um, where it can be incredibly important. Um, thankfully, at Zero, we have a huge support system for our community um, with Zero Central, which is kind of like our own, what we call a educational Google Hub, where you can go and search anything that you need. And there are webinars, I would say, almost monthly on pretty much any part of the product itself and helping learn about financial literacy and how you can engage with your 
platform uh, to make sure that you're making the right decisions for you. I think the cool thing about Zero Central too is that other Zero users use it to help others right that yeah. is that in, by intention of design I assume a little bit yeah I think so it's definitely like we want to build a community and we hear so often from our customers that being a sole trader or a small business owner is incredibly isolating it can mm. be quite overwhelming at times so being able to build that community and use the networking between our partners being our accountants and bookkeepers but also our actual individual customers is, is really important. They learn from each other. You can see in the Facebook communities, they correct each other, they help each other out. It's fantastic. It's really yeah. cool to be a part of. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, business <laughs> can be a, a lonely journey, so it's good for people to be able to find some of that support. One of the things that you're doing this year at Zero is using the mm -hmm. leap year uh, <laughs> to all of uh, business owners' advantage. So Soul Trader Thursday, I yeah. believe, on the 29th of February. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a concept that we've come up with to encourage all of our soul traders to really use that day to get ahead of their financial admin. I mean, we know that coming close to end of financial year can be quite overwhelming, all of the things that you need to get done. And um, as I'm definitely experiencing at the moment, when you come back from the Christmas holidays and in between a bunch of public holidays, you all of a sudden blink and it's March and it can be, you know, you just run out of time, don't you? Yeah. And especially um, this year, the end of financial year actually falls on Easter. Oh. Well, Easter falls on the end of financial year, I should say. It does too, because it's my birthday yeah. around that time. That's why I think I'm born to be an accountant. Yeah. The 30th of March. Oh, if anyone true. wants to send any presents, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good plug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, interesting you say that because I've literally just come from the office where somebody said to me that they don't like doing their home office calculation, which is a big part of the end of the financial year accounts and process for yeah. a lot of business owners, including sole traders. And I said, it doesn't need to be that hard. It's a spreadsheet or collate the data, but just take the time to do it and know that you've done it and done it once. And I think what a lot of people do is they do it after the end of the financial year yeah. instead of like, okay, why don't I do the bulk of it now? perhaps on the 29th of February and then tidy up some of those things post the end of the financial year. And I think it's not just the actual doing of it either. It's like when you know that you've got a job that needs to be done, mm. that feeling that weighs on you, like you, you know you've got to do it and you start feeling guilty about all the other things that you're doing, whether it's spending time with the kids or, you know, just being with the family. Yeah. Your mind's constantly elsewhere, so... Well, obviously, when we went to university, we learned all of these things around doing a set of accounts at the end of the year and getting ready for year end. But yeah. realistically, in New Zealand, most people get into business because they want to do business and they want to do that part of it right. So they're not thinking like you and I, no. uh, probably less so you these days, <laughs> Olivia, but they're not thinking about, right, how do I get ready for the end of the financial year? But Zero have put together some essentials for the end of the financial year. How do people find those? So um, basically at the resource, the URL that you can head to is uh, zero.com forward slash soul trader Thursday. And there they'll be able to find all the resources that they need. Um, and what you'll be able to find there is an end of financial year checklist, um, a tax calendar that kind of gives you a bit of a heads up of some important dates that you should be aware of. And then also kind of like what I mentioned earlier, it's a bunch of webinars and resources that you can download to help you get started or start thinking about the things that you should be doing to get ahead of that. And that stuff's really important because as an example, 
I've seen a client this week where they've still got old invoices in their zero. Okay. Now, when I had a look at them, uh, that I said to them, hey, you're effectively having to pay tax on that because that's registering as revenue, but those invoices don't need to be in there anymore yeah. because they're either not paid or they're a bad debt. And these are those little things that you don't know when you get into business, but are very important to learn because this person could potentially be paying tax on that income that they haven't really made because they went and did the work, they registered and recognised the revenue, but then they never got paid, so that needs to be recognised as a bad debt reflecting the fact that they're not going to actually collect that, therefore they shouldn't have to pay tax on that. And that's all the sort of stuff that an accountant can help you mm-hmm. understand to ensure that you're doing things accurately and that you can focus on running your business and doing the things that you actually enjoy doing. Absolutely. And I think it's also that, A, you're checking for the bad debts, right? But you're also jumping in to look at your accounts receivable to make sure that if your cash flow, given that we're doing this before the end of financial year, if things are looking a bit dicey with the old cash flow heading into 31 March, you can make sure that you're calling up anyone who is overdue Mm. and chasing them where you need to. So it's a two-in-one. Yeah, and zero actually makes it easy to, A, invoice people and then collect payment as well right yeah absolutely so there's two things the invoice reminders is one of the major features that I think is unknown by many um, but is one of the first things that I tell people who are worried about cash flow so that is essentially you're turning on invoice reminders meaning that it's automated and you can set the amount of days that it gets sent out sends out an automatic email to anyone who's say seven days overdue saying hey just a reminder this invoice still needs to be paid um, just an easy way to not mm. have to do that admin yourself, really. Yeah. And then in terms of the payment services, attaching a payment service, we know increases the time to be paid by about, you get paid twice as fast. Wow. Um, so that's attaching something like Stripe or Go Cardless, depending upon what kind of business you're running. So Zero allows you to sync to something like Stripe to put the payment collection in the hands of the business owner Mm -hmm. and basically send that invoice then the customer has got the ability to pay via credit card yeah and i don't need to go to the bank and sort any of that out no well and then i'm twice as well i'm probably going to get paid twice as fast as fast yeah Yeah. because it is there in the inbox the pay now button gets attached to the invoice there's no barriers to that payment taking place i mean how many times have you opened up an invoice and it doesn't have a pay now button on it so you think yeah yeah cool i'll pay that later it goes back into the inbox and then you have the little (laughs) reminder goes off in your mind 30 days later saying hey i really need to get on top of that invoice if there's a pay now button you're taking away that kind of barrier or conversion how exciting has it been being at zero watching them solve some of these pain points for sole traders and businesses in general? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously something that I'm passionate about. So mm. I get a real kick out of it. Every time that we get something like these, like payment services, when they became available and got attached, it was really cool to see the immediate reaction from some of our customers. And that's also one of the things that really keeps me going is every time we attend a roadshow or a ZeroCon or any of our big events, uh, small business events that we have, um, being able to see the impact that we're having to really save time. 
yeah. think our account managers have endless stories about being waved down on the motorway in their uh, zero branded vehicles <laughs> just for our customers to tell them mm. where they wouldn't be anywhere without them. Because I suspect that the bigger picture is helping improve productivity around the country, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The small business economy in New Zealand is roughly responsible for about a quarter of the GDP, I think it is. And so any digitalization that we can support helps productivity and New Zealand's productivity is it's not great at all no no <laughs> compared we, to the OECD averages yeah so we work longer and get less done effectively and so these tools are designed for people to be able to get into business if they want to get into business and then figure out how to collect money collect it faster to improve your business if you're already in business which all of that as it grows and snowballs helps speed up the economy make it more productive build in some automation Information technology uh, decrease the the pain points and, and we have a more robust stronger economy exactly yeah. that's the dream <laughs> yeah that's the dream then the tricky bit I guess is probably needing to go back to uni studying some psychology to encourage people to do these things <laughs> exactly the change management is definitely something that we come across mm. um, especially with automation and AI I think that it is um, it's it's obviously a buzzword at the moment and it's something that is on the tip of everybody's minds yeah. um, what is the interaction with it going to be and I think that that's where we definitely have uh, an angle that we talk about where it's it's never mutually exclusive it's not going to be automation or the human intelligence if, if you want to call it that it's both and the same yeah so they work in together they work interchangeably together yeah yeah, yeah. what's other things do business owners and sole traders need to be thinking about as they get closer to the end of the financial year? I think it's really kind of what we've talked about, the bad debt expenses, like making sure that you've got all of those things ticked off and that you're ready to go when your accountant asks or sends that beautiful email about, <laughs> can you please send me X, Y, Z for the end of the financial year? Yeah. Um, being on top of all of that, invoices, um, but then I would also say starting to plan for the new year. Um, I think it's really important and it's something that I come across in my role all the time is understanding what goes on behind the scenes, knowing your customers, um, knowing your numbers and, and setting goals for the new year is incredibly important to help you achieve. Yeah, I often say the business owners that you almost get two bites at the cherry with setting goals <laughs> because most people do calendar year right. But yes. when you're in business, you start thinking about a financial year. And so then from the 1st of April, we're kind of like, okay, did you fall off the bandwagon in January? Let's get back on there and start thinking about what we want to do in this next financial year yeah. um, as a business owner and set some of those goals. I read something recently around how a number of business owners were um, basically saying that they're struggling to get closer to their goals as well. And I think that sort of leads into the importance of actually getting into zero and not just doing the reconciling part of it but learning some of the reports so your profit and loss for instance and again we know people didn't go to university or get into business to become accountants but if you just start by understanding your profit and loss you can really unlock a whole new level of education of your business can't you yeah I couldn't agree more it's being able to know where that money's coming from as well and that profit and loss and comparing month on month year by year, how you're achieving. I don't think anybody uh, sets out, whether you're a sole trader or a small business, whether you're looking to grow or not, no one wants to have the same income in the back pocket year after year after year. You want that to increase just a little bit no matter where it's going. 
Yeah, especially with the likes of inflation <laughs> eating into some of that purchasing oh, power. Yeah. I think the cool thing about Zero, you know, from my own career, I started where I was manually typing in importing transactions <laughs> line by line off of a paper bank statement. And I kind of thought I was at the peak of being an accountant back then. <laughs> but now, obviously, that's automated. I don't need to type that in. But what's become really powerful is being able to get in there at any time do all the reconciliation and basically look at any day of the year, right, how is this business performing? Whether that's my own or working on a client's business, a sole trader, and then being able to help someone understand those numbers. I think that's the true power of zero that we need to unlock for more people. I'd agree. It's the visibility side. It's bringing in many different types of financial data into one place as well. So because it's a platform and you connect all of the things that you need, like your bank feed, like a payroll situation, both of those things is connected data that you can see in one place. So as you just said, my accountant can log in from anywhere, anytime. I can be anywhere, anytime. I can be invoicing on the fly when I'm at a job bring up the mobile app and give it a go and everything's connected together in one place. Yeah, well, a couple of good stories on that. So <laughs> one, I've recently been working with a client in the South Island. Now they are newish to business and doing quite well, but they don't really know how they're doing because they haven't been taught how to understand the numbers. So I could basically log in from my desk have a look at what money they had set aside for tax, have a look at how they're performing month to month, whether they're making um, money or not and a profit and what they're doing with that obviously and then get on the phone to them and get a bit more of a feel for, okay, what does the next six months look like? And they want to hire somebody and that's very scary for a lot of people to go from themselves in business to then hiring someone. Mm. And I think around 71% of businesses in New Zealand are sole traders, right? So it makes up a huge part of the economy. Um, but I think there's a lot of people in that 70% that want to go to the next stage of their business, but they don't know what they need to know yeah. to go, right, I can do this. And so it's really rewarding to sit down with them and teach them their numbers and pull it up live and be able to do that in two completely different parts of the country to the point where they left the meeting and they were like right like we can do this we can hire someone and I got a really cool message from them last week saying re staff hey Luke had new employee accept contract yesterday this was on a I think this was on a Tuesday that they sent this through in the evening <laughs> starting 19th of February looking forward to this new challenge thanks for giving us the confidence to hire time to do some organizing and they're stoked because they get to go on their new journey. Now, if I think back to my first days in accounting, <laughs> I couldn't have done that because I would have had to be like, okay, let me type in all of your bank transactions, figure out how you're going. That's probably going to take me a week or so, and then I'll get back to you and we can talk numbers. But I guess what I want to emphasize here is the importance and value of having real-time data. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key word that they've sent in their message is confidence. It's working with an accountant who can look at that kind of information and help you figure out where it is that you need to look so that you can feel confident about the decision that you're making is really key. It's a collaborative journey. Yeah. And I think equally on that, another example is when you start doing um, a bit better in business or you have a bigger year than last year or even the other way, and you need to understand your taxes. And that's where you can work in with an accountant to jump in there and go, right, well, what's your profit looking like for this year compared to last year? Here's your obligation. 
And now let's have a look at what realistically needs to be paid so that you're not getting a big tax surprise, for instance, or not paying tax that you don't need to because trading's not going mm. how it was. Yeah, so and I think it's something like 37 or just under 37% of sole traders are feeling nervous or anxious about their upcoming tax obligations. Really? Yeah, 37? for the end of financial year. Yeah. Gee, I learned something there. So 37% of people are worried about... I think it's well, just under to yeah, be completely still. accurate, but yeah. <laughs> so that's more than one in three business owners yeah. is, is worried about tax that they've got coming yeah. up. And I think this is a two-pronged thing, right? I do believe that having, as we've been talking about, having a better understanding of your numbers allows you to know what that obligation is going to be mm. coming up. But I also think there is a pr pretty much every small business that I talk to, um, whether it be in focus groups or talking about some of our product, they always mention so-and-so or a friend, the two degrees of separation in New Zealand, about a bad experience with tax. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes down to not working collaboratively with accountants because they can give you the confidence to understand what it is. And the IRD are not that scary. They are there to help you. We give to the the taxes, help the small business economy. They want everyone to succeed. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a bit of a you know, scaremongering. <laughs> yeah, probably is a little bit of that, right? It's unfamiliar. So, and then there are those horror stories of all this extra tax people had to pay or they got a big surprise in year two and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. Everyone's got one of those. Yeah, or know someone. <laughs> or so then you're like, someone. oh, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where often we say to um, business owners, you know, simply have a second bank account and make sure you connect that to zero and basically don't just look at your one bank account as all your money. We want to move some GST aside if you're registered for GST and then we want to move some tax aside. Um, and so then that's sitting in a separate account and when you go into zero, your internet banking, the first account you're looking at is actually your operational bank account yeah. and then you know that you're providing for your tax. And that that alone seems to take a weight off of a lot of people's minds because they know that they're actively providing for it. Yeah, and you can start preparing for that cash flow scenario. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the other piece on that is in zero, you can do a GST return, right? So it can, back to my first days, you know, we'd be doing, we're filling out an IRD for manually, um, sending that off in the post, licking right the stamp. <laughs> yeah. Now it pushes the data direct from zero to the IRD. So another example of simple technology and connecting up the right platforms to talk to each other yeah that not that long ago was really a hindrance in slowing the economy down yeah no i yeah. think the e-filing of the gst returns is probably even since i've been in the last six years i think that's taking a guess at it but yeah, yeah it's been since i've been there so that that again it's just another way of two systems talking to each other which is the way it should be mm. um to make life easier for everybody involved i think when i first started what people would do is they would write a check to pay their GST. This <laughs> makes me sound quite old, eh? Um, and they would send it on the due date for GST. And if it was sent on that date, you couldn't get a late payment penalty because you've attempted to pay on that date, yeah, I think oh, it was. I remember learning this yeah. little like uh, loophole <laughs> yeah. and making sure that the letter was actually stamped on the day that you were sending it That's on it. the due date so that whenever the IRD got it, because the IRD mail getting to the IRD just – seemed to get lost quite frequently. Yeah, you could say, well, <laughs> we tried fine. to send it. Yeah, man, things have changed. But the good thing is that Zero will actively calculate your GST as you go, right? Mm -hmm. And so I often encourage users of Zero. I say, go into that and have don't just do it when it's your GST period. Go and see what your, and preview your period so far, and you can see how much GST 
you've actually got for that two months or six months and then make sure that's set aside in a separate account. And then as you get closer to that GST return actually being filed, you're not getting that surprise of like, oh, I've got this GST to pay because you've been keeping an eye on it. If you're keeping in regular contact with your accountant and you're checking in, you know, every three months or even more than that, it's really easy. If you're on top of everything and you've got a GST period, it should all be accounted for, right? So it's a great estimate to put it aside for sure. I think this is a good time to mention um, that this information in this podcast (laughs) and video is for general guidance only and you should seek appropriate tax, financial and legal advice as that may be appropriate for your personal or business needs because I've just been throwing a stack of examples (laughs) of you and I'd hate for uh, anyone to be getting in trouble by taking these examples as the exact way to do things. So always check in with professionals around your skill set so that you can make sure that you're doing these things right whether that be accounting legal etc yeah yeah so what other things are in the pipeline uh for zero that are going to help businesses over the next little while are there any secrets you can let us in on uh, i wish i wish it's always um top secret i think some of the really cool things are, as i said about automation and um we've got a really cool i think it's a test still it's in beta some of our customers will be aware of it uh, which is the ai onboarding assistant which okay. is kind of like a, a little onboarding assistant that sits um on our for new customers it would pop up to help them through that onboarding process we know that getting started on any accounting software is can be challenging especially if you're not new to it if it's ambiguous it's a bit foreign um so it's all about helping you through that process and yep. directing you back to, to zero central which i think is a really cool achievement yeah that's awesome so it'll just speed up and decrease the barriers to getting started yeah. on zero yeah absolutely yeah. and it can often be a place of um, a little bit of tension between the accountant and uh, the small business owner because mm. the small business owner has to send in a lot of information to get you started you know you have to connect your bank feeds and things um but the small business can go ahead and and get sorted with the AI assistant. Nice, and they can set up their invoicing, they can set up capturing some payments faster and get out. All the things. Yeah, do the things that they want to do. Out of interest then, what does the typical business on zero look like now that there's so much scale um, across New Zealand? What does it look like? I think that's one of the things that we're really proud of at zero is that we've got four different business edition plans that suit the different needs of many types of businesses. And so the idea with Zero is that you can start off in the starter plan, which is something for a smaller business, a sole trader, um, and it grows with you. So as, the, for example, I have a, a great, my cousin, um, who is, she started out her business doing um, raw, refined sugar, allergen-free uh, cakes. Okay. Started out as a little bit of, hey, um, can I have a cake? They were divine. Yeah. And word of mouth got around. All of a sudden, she's got more and more cakes that she's making for friends. She started out on, we got her started on one of the um, zero starter plans. And as she built out, she started being at markets. Then all of a sudden, it was wholesale for cafes. This requires more invoicing, more tools. She could bump up into one of our other plans. And then as it grew even further and she was in the supermarkets, it's basically working through all of our different plans because she needed to start hiring. She needed a payroll system and we were away. So the cool thing about this is that we grow with you. It's all one platform. She didn't have to change accounting software. She could start and have the right 
uh, tools that she needed at the right time and then grow as she needed them rather than paying for something that she didn't need. That's a pretty cool story. And then the cool thing about that would then being able to look back over the years at the growth of that business too. Yeah. You know, say they wanted to sell it, for instance, or whatever they decide to do. Yeah. Um, they've got all of that captured financial year to financial year and can tell the story. The numbers always yeah. tell the story because they're the output. Yeah, which she did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly oh, really? That. Yeah, she yeah. did sell it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What a story. That's yeah. outstanding. I know. And uh, super proud, but she's 25. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah, brilliant. She inspires me daily. <laughs> yeah. But that's the cool thing in this day and age, right, where we've got access to tools like Zero that can solve the complex. And it wasn't that long ago where people probably wouldn't start because they would just go, I'm not I'm not touching the accountant accounting side of things. I'm scared of the IRD. Like, nah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It takes down some of those barriers and helps people get started. And then when you combine that with the tools that we have available to help guide you through in Zero Central, the webinars, the education, I think that together plus the community, it's a combination that can help you get over some of that overwhelm and really work through. Yeah. Nice. So do you think then more people may get into business slash um, bit of a side hustle because these tools are available now to help them facilitate maybe some of the creativity they've got inside themselves? I think it makes the side hustle side of things seem really achievable. It means that you can kind of do no longer does it take ages to do all of those mundane tasks to keep on top of the financial admin. So if you did want to have a side hustle that you wanted to start growing or just as a hobby run, it's really easy to do so and it doesn't impinge too much on your actual day-to-day life if you have another job or anything like that and then you also have the people who are wanting to actually make that jump and do their own small business completely right the get-go which are people who I am incredibly inspired by hands up I'm not a small business owner I do not have the courage or bravery that it takes um so basically the tools are really helpful to guide them through and make this seem like not such a huge jump. And again, because I'm going to use another example, but this is of general natured advice. So please seek your own <laughs> advice for something like this. But I actually spoke to a business owner last week who got started and didn't realize what the adventure was going to turn into. And I said to them, well, the good thing is you can actually go back and get all those bank transactions and import them into Zero and play a bit of catch up. So it's not like you're in trouble because you've missed all of this. Like it's it's okay. You've you've kept everything and now all of that can be classified and basically you can you can carry on using zero from there. So I think that's the cool thing too is you can actually put past data in there. Yeah, it's pretty flexible. It's definitely not a one and done situation when you get into that kind of experience because it is quite common. You don't really realize what's going to take off and what's not. And um, so you can kind of make that decision later on, bring all of that data back in, backdate it all. It's relatively yeah. easy, yeah. So if you were to give some advice to someone that's about to get started on zero today or maybe listening to this, what would that be? Um, just do it. Just get started. I think that uh, getting up and running is can be overwhelming. And I think to take some of that out, uh, the overwhelm away, I would reach out to the resources that are available to you. Um, I would connect with an accountant as soon as possible I see too often people going in 
after they've already been trading for a significant period of time. Yeah. Try and connect as soon as possible because they'll often be able to help you network, introduce you to someone in the industry who went through the same process, who could give you advice, help get you set up in the right kind of company or business structure that you need um, and go from there. So if they are getting started... I hear a whisper that there might be a... <laughs> trying to lead me somewhere. Yeah, is there a, a, <laughs> yeah, a discount to a subscription for Zero? Yeah, so for Zero Soul Trader uh, Thursday, we do have a bit of a campaign at the moment, which means that we have 50% off for three months uh, for any new subscriber on our business edition plans. So nice. that's data standard premium and ultimate <laughs> there we go how can people find that if they want to access that yeah again if you head to that um url which is zero.com forward slash soul trader thursday and there they'll be able to find all the resources that they need as well as the promo code that you need perfect all right well zero soul trader thursday <laughs> coming up on the 29th of february i also believe that's one of the days of the year that my partner could potentially ask me to marry them that is correct yeah okay be i prepared. might stick to the soul trader <laughs> side of things and see see how i go there but if you need that information then take a look at some of the information that zero have got there it's a great time to get ready for the end of the financial year you don't want to be doing it reactively this is about doing it proactively yeah. and getting it out of the way nice and early so that you can continue to do the things that you want to be doing in your business zero are doing great work in the economy and trying to help us get on top of all of that stuff so you've only got yourself to blame <laughs> if you don't rip in and check those resources out. Olivia, thank you for your time today. I know that you'll be very, very busy. You're probably taking a break from getting all around the country, seeing different mm -hmm. business owners and partners and stuff like that. So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Not a problem. Any final words or anything that I might have missed along this journey? Oh, I think you did a pretty good summary. Um, yeah, just check out the Soul Trader Thursday uh, landing page and yeah. Get on zero. <laughs> Perfect. We have to get you back in for an update at some stage. Would love that. Cheers. Hey. 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 Hey.